Hello everyone and welcome to another week inside of BHB Exclusive. Today we are going to be tackling another piece of the mindset puzzle and really what I feel like is one of the bigger overarching aspects of the mindset piece that so many of us struggle with which is all or nothing thinking and all or nothing thinking is exactly what it sounds like, but so many of us don't realize we even have it. It is black and white thinking. It's a cognitive distortion. When I looked up the definition, it literally said it's a cognitive distortion that involves thinking in extremes and using absolute terms. So in other words, it's thinking things like, I will always be like this. I can never change. This is how things have been forever, and it's how they will always be forever into the future. Nothing I do will ever Ever work. And so we get in these mindset um, spirals where we begin thinking of, you know, all these things of in these absolute terms, never, always, forever. And we think that anything we do has to be perfect and that we can never see any change. I personally had a very big all or nothing mindset at the beginning of my health journey because it came from my childhood and we're going to talk about that today and understand where your all or nothing thinking may have come from. But it's a restrictive way of thinking and restriction only leads us to not being able to stick to our goals. Nobody wants to feel restricted. Nobody wants to feel like they can't do the things that they want to do. And it's where we believe that we have to do things perfectly or we can't do them at all. There's no point in doing it if I can't do it perfectly. And I remember that there was a phrase that my dad used to say often to me, and he would say, anything worth doing is worth doing right. And I genuinely believe that that is part of what created my all or nothing mindset. All or nothing sets these unrealistic goals and expectations for ourselves. And it makes us categorize the things that we do and who we are as a person into either good or bad. It prevents us from viewing things at other angles. So we see situations as, you know, I am good because I didn't eat any dessert today, or I'm bad because I did eat dessert today. That food over there is good for me, and that food over there is bad for me. And we can't see the the gray area between them. We can't see, well, pizza is food for the soul, like we talked about last week. Pizza is food for the soul, but I can make it fuel for my body by adding a vegetable side onto that dish. And so we can't, we see foods as good or bad, and we can't get out of that, you know, seeing the pizza as bad if we have an all or nothing mindset. And a lot of times our all or nothing mindset, like I said before, comes from situations that happened in our childhood, things that we heard and saw when we were growing up. For me personally, I always, and I mentioned this in the episode prior to this, but I always heard my dad say, it has to be a lifestyle change. Laura, you can't just, you know, and he would talk about my mom a lot in this situation, you know, and he would always say, well, you know, it has to be a lifestyle change. Doing one thing is not enough. You have to change your lifestyle. And what he meant was tiny goals are not going to work. Tiny action steps won't work. And I believed that for most of my life. And it wasn't until I started taking tiny action that I finally made changes and long-term sustainable changes. And I found that these people who were trying to make big changes and change their lifestyle completely were still trying to do it 30 years later. Whereas me, 
who started making small shifts four years later, I've completely, I have completely changed my lifestyle and I, I do live in very different way than I used to. And it's because I took tiny action that added up over time. I didn't focus on changing my lifestyle completely. Like I said, I always heard anything worth doing is worth doing right. And now I don't believe that. Now I believe anything worth doing is worth doing consistently. And if that means that I have to make one small change at a time, then that's what's going to work best for me. And that's what's going to make it happen long term. And that's okay. It doesn't have to be done perfectly every single time. It just has to be done. It just has to be done. It doesn't have to be perfect, you know, like you don't have to dust your entire house for your house to be less dusty. If you dust one room or one shelf, your house is less dusty than it was before. You don't have to do the entire thing for you to have a less dusty house. And so we don't have to change our entire lifestyle for us to begin seeing lifestyle changes. I don't have to only eat healthy meals in order for me to live a healthy lifestyle. I don't have to only ever go to the gym in order for me to, you know, be somebody who exercises. It's these tiny things that add up over time that really make a huge difference. And that, when we start to accept and start to truly believe that Small action is what gets us to our end result, and it's not these big shifts that, you know, these big, massive goals that feel overwhelming to us when we start to move away from feeling that way and start to begin feeling like, okay, yeah, like, I can I can just choose a healthy meal today, and it doesn't matter what I did yesterday, and it doesn't matter what I do tomorrow. If I make one tiny shift today, then I'm one step closer to meeting my goal. We have to release that need for perfection because the, when we aim for perfection, we're sure to let ourselves down. Like We are setting ourselves up to be let down. We have to release the need for perfection, and that's where the 80-20 lifestyle comes in. It is a technique that helps us avoid perfectionism by leaving room for imperfection, by leaving room for that food for the soul. And we can apply the 80-20 lifestyle to exercise as well. And, you know, like if I say there are 30 days in a month, well, 80% of that is 24 days. And that means that 20% of that is six days. So six of the days of the month, I can lay on my couch and that is my exercise for the day. You know, that, that might fuel my soul for that day. 24 of those days, I'm going to do some kind of movement, whether that's a 10 minute walk or whether that's a 40 minute, you know, class at the gym, it doesn't matter. 24 of the days I'm going to be getting in some kind of movement. Six of those days, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm just going to relax. I'm just going to sit on the couch and I'm going to be okay with that. We can apply that 80-20 lifestyle to a lot of areas of our life as long as we don't let the relaxed days pile up, you know. Six days, that's pretty much a, a, a week. So if we say one week out of the month, we're not going to do anything, we might at the end of that week find it really hard to get back up and get back into it. So spread those six days out throughout the month. Spread those, you know, food for the soul meals out throughout the month and let it be something that's a, a, a treat along the way throughout the month so that you're not ever holding yourself back or keeping yourself stuck and you're allowing just the flow and the ease throughout the month. 
Another thing that I really love talking about is inclusion versus exclusion. Inclusion means adding things into our life. Exclusion means taking things out of our life. So often we think whenever we're getting healthy that we need to take things out of our life. I can't eat the carbs. I can't eat sugar anymore. I've got to cut out the soda. I'm, I'm not allowed to have those things anymore. We feel like we have to cut things out of our life when really what we need to do is add things into our life. Add vegetables instead of taking junk food away. Add after dinner walks instead of taking away the dessert. Add water instead of taking away soda. Shift the way that we talk about these things and I promise you it will start to make a difference because when we start thinking of ways that we can add things into our life, we start viewing this as a positive. I'm not saying I'm never going to eat junk food again. I'm just going to say I'm also adding vegetables in. I'm not saying I'm never gonna drink soda again, but I'm also gonna add water in. One of my big things whenever I was, before really even I, I started what I would consider my health journey, I started trying to cut back on my soda intake. I was drinking like three or four cans of Coca-Cola during college, and then it turned to Dr. Pepper post-college. I was drinking three or four cans of soda a day, and I was noticing I was feeling sick a lot. I just wasn't feeling good. I never drank water. Like, literally, water never hit my system, ever. I don't even know how I survived. I really don't. I never drank water. I really never ate vegetables. It was just not a part of my lifestyle, and whenever I started trying to drink less soda, I remember that originally it was, I'm going to cut soda out. I'm not going to drink soda anymore. And then I started saying, I'm going to add water into my life during the week, and I'm going to allow myself to have sodas on the weekends if I want to, because Shane and I were dating long distance at the time, and so when he would come on the weekends, if we would go out to eat, I, would, I might would get a soda. Eventually, I got to the point where I was like, I really don't even want that soda anymore. I'm going to get something else. I typically got lemonade, and then lemonade turned into lemon water, and then lemon water just turned straight up into water. And I started, you know, just enjoying the taste of water. Now I look forward to drinking water, and it was a process. It was a slow, incremental change over time. And through doing that, through thinking of, I'm not cutting soda out, I'm still able to drink soda if I want to, but I'm going to focus on adding water in. Through that, I was able to see change really easily because I never felt restricted. I never felt like I couldn't have anything. I always felt like it was available to me. I never felt guilty for having it because I wasn't trying to cut it out. I didn't feel that guilt that I had originally felt like before when I was just trying to cut it out. Anytime I would, quote, cave and have it or cheat and have it, then I would always feel bad about it. I would feel so guilty and I would feel like a failure. And then I'm like, well, I've already failed. I might as well just drink the rest of these, you know. And instead of doing that, I was just like, well, that's part of my lifestyle. That was one of my 20%. And now I'll just move on and continue, you know, drinking water and back to 80%. And that allowed me to feel that freedom and that flexibility with food and get rid of that all or nothing mindset that I had had for so long. 
we also have to stop moralizing ourselves and our decisions based on our, our decisions and ourselves based on our decisions. So what I mean by this is we have to stop thinking that we are good or we are bad because of the foods that we eat. And we have to stop viewing foods as good and bad. That's the same thing as I was talking about previously is we have to stop viewing them as, you know, cheat meals or slip ups or, you know, I, I caved and I ate that. It's not about that. That's part of your lifestyle and it's okay to have those things. When we think of ourselves and of food in this way, we begin telling ourselves, you know, I'm a bad person because I ate this, or I'm a good person because I ate this. And that Oh, that turns into setbacks. You know, like a bad decision is a setback and it keeps us from becoming the person that we're trying to become. Instead, we have to begin looking at every situation as a new opportunity. Did I make a decision earlier today that I didn't feel like was best? Did I make two, did I eat two things that were food, fuel for my soul for breakfast and for lunch? Well, maybe for dinner, I can, it's okay. Like I don't have to choose a 80% or 20%, I get to choose one of these two things. And I've eaten 20% meals for both of my breakfast and lunch. So for dinner, I'm going to choose 80%. And I feel good about that. And it's okay. So many times we believe, well, I ate something bad at breakfast. I ate something bad at lunch. I might as well just eat something bad at dinner. And then tomorrow I'll start over. Instead of viewing it that way, look at every single opportunity as a chance to, quote, start over. And we're going to talk about starting over here in just a minute, but it's not about, you know, a whole day of bad or a whole day of good. There is no good or bad. It's about every opportunity is an opportunity to make a choice that feels good for you. Whether it feels good for you to fuel your soul in that moment or to fuel your body in that moment is your decision. And it's something that, you know, is okay no matter what decision you choose. But it's important that you look at every opportunity as a chance to make a choice that feels good to you. Now, in terms of restarting versus refreshing, I had a conversation one day with a client. This just kind of came out of me, and I, I really liked it whenever it did, and I've started using it ever since. I was talking to her, and she was like, yeah, I feel like I need to just like completely scrap everything and start over. And I was like, why? Like, we are four months into this. Why do we need to scrap everything and start over? You've learned so much. You've made so much progress. If you start over, you lose everything that you've done before, right? Like, it's like, think of like a video game. If you were to, you know, you're on level four of a video game and you decide, you know what, I need to just scrap everything and start all over, you're going back to level one. You don't have any of your power-ups. You don't have any of your cool outfits. You don't have any of like the new sunglasses that you got to wear on that level. Like, I don't play video games, so I don't know how all this works, but you don't have any of that stuff that you earned along the way, that you built up along the way. Way. If you were to truly start over, then you would be saying, forget it to all of the knowledge that you had before. And you would, it would be like a, like a memory reset, right? Like you would have lost all that memory and you need to just start over. That makes no sense to me. There's no need in starting over. Instead of starting over, instead of restarting, why don't we just refresh? Think of it as you're on a website and it like kind of freezes up, right? Like you're, you're working on it, working on it, working on it. You click a button and it doesn't work. You click another button and it doesn't work. You're kind of stuck. Instead of saying, you know what, let me X out of this, go back, lose all of my progress and just start all over. You're just going to click refresh at the top of the page. 
you're just going to click the little arrow button that says refresh and you're just going to refresh the page and from there you're going to begin working again it's going to begin working again and that is the mindset and the attitude i'd like you to approach this journey with you're never starting over again you're never starting over again. You already have learned things. You've been in this program for now two and a half months. You've learned stuff already that you're not going to unlearn. You're never starting over again. All you're simply doing is refreshing. If you come to a point in your journey where you're like, I'm stuck. I've, I, I feel like I've been doing the same things and nothing's working anymore. I feel like I've been eating the same things over and over and I'm tired of it. I feel like, you know, I'm stuck in some way. Things just aren't working the way that they once did. My, my exercise routine is just boring to me now and I'm, I'm stuck in what I'm doing. Don't restart anything. Just refresh it. Just pick back up with where you are. Try something new. Try something different. Test out a few new recipes, test out a new gym, test out a new workout class, something to refresh where you're at and begin working from there. So it's never about restarting, it's always about refreshing. And on that note, remember that it's never going to be a perfectly straight uphill, wins along the way, everywhere, like you're constantly making progress. It's never going to be that way. One week you might make extreme progress and the next week you might go back down a little bit and the next week you might jump up a little and the next week you might jump up a lot more and then you might go down again. And it's all of these ups and downs, these ebbs and flows because it's life. This is a journey and I've referred to it as a journey from the very beginning because it's never going to be this perfect thing that, you know, like I said, you make wins all, all the way through. It's, it's constantly just win after win after win, great thing after great thing, constantly losing weight, losing weight, losing weight, feeling good, gaining more energy, all these things. It's never going to feel that way to you. It will always be ups and downs, ups and downs, and that is okay. The thing is, we have to, anytime we are feeling down, just continue working and get back up again. Maybe press the refresh button. Maybe try something new. Look at the next opportunity as an opportunity to grow and an opportunity to change and an opportunity to try something new. As a part of BLT Breakthrough, you also get access to anything that I have done in the past, like any paid programs that I've done, which is why you get access to Healthy Handled and everything along those lines. A while back, I hosted a um, a workshop and it was called the All or Nothing Workshop, Getting Rid of Your All or Nothing Mindset. And I used a lot of what I talked about today in there, as well as teaching you how to create tiny goals. So take a goal and make it really, really actionable. That is linked down below. So if you're a visual person, you can head on down and look at that. But I want to talk about it here too. I know that a lot of times in our one-on-one -on -one sessions, we do this together. This is what I help you do. But I'd love for you to learn this formula on your own so that, you know, after these six months are over, after you're outside of this program and you're just continuing on your journey without me here, then I want you to be able to do this on your own. So we're gonna we're gonna talk through how to turn a big goal and a non-specific goal into a really tiny, actionable, measurable goal. So let's say that your goal is to drink more water. The first thing that you need to do is turn that goal into something a little more specific than that. What is more? 
right? In order to figure out that you need to drink more water, I first encourage you to think about, well, how much water am I currently drinking, right? And then up, up that amount from there. So maybe your first action step is figuring out how much water you currently drink. But let's just say that you currently right now drink 40 ounces of water. And you say, well, I want to drink 100 ounces of water a day. That's my big goal. And so your goal right now, your specific goal is drink 100 ounces of water a day. The next thing you need to do is turn that into a measurable goal. So by measurable, I mean add a timestamp to it. So drink 100, of, drink 100 ounces of water five days a week. That right there turns it into something you can actually measure. Five days out of the seven, I'm going to try to drink 100 ounces of water. From there, turn it into something you can actually achieve. If you are only drinking 40 ounces of water, getting up to 100 ounces of water is going to be really hard for you at the start. You can eventually get there, but maybe you turn that 40 ounces of water into 60 ounces of water. So you say, I'm going to drink 60 ounces of water five days a week, and then you begin to make it um, timely. And you begin to turn that into something again that you can measure. And you say, I'm going to drink 60 ounces of water five days a week for at least a month. And you want this to be a relevant goal, something that is really, it's, it's, it makes sense in your journey. You know, like if right now you are not eating any vegetables at all, then it probably isn't very, it isn't a great goal for you to begin saying, well, I want to eat a wide variety of colors of vegetables. Your first goal probably just needs to be eat vegetables, right? Like take that goal and say, okay, I'm going to make this something specific. I'm going to eat one vegetable a day for lunch every single day of every single week. And that's going to be your goal, right? So you're going to take this big goal that you have and turn it into a small goal. And from there, you can decide on your first action step. So my goal is drink 60 ounces of water five days a week for a month. But in order to get there, I probably just need to start with one day. Right, So my first action step is I'm going to aim to drink 60 ounces of water two days this week. After I've done that consistently for a couple of weeks, then I'll bump it up to three or four days and then I can get to five days and then I can bump up my 70 ounces to 80 ounces and then to 90 ounces and then to 100 and I can get there. But it takes these tiny action steps. So figure out what your first tiny thing is. And again, this is largely what we do in our sessions together. So I know that you have already been practicing this and that you understand this and you've been making these tiny action steps. But I wanted to talk through it a little bit because because I wanted you to understand, you know, exactly how to do this, how to break it down if, if and when the time comes that you need to do it on your own. A strategy that I have developed recently is something that I call SIP. And I like to talk about this. I literally just created it recently, at, at least at the time of this recording. I'm excited about it because it's, you take this goal that you have. SIP is an acronym that stands for see your goal, identify the problem, and then plan for the problem. So after you've created this goal, then I want you to sit back and I want you to close your eyes and I want you to see yourself having achieved this goal. What, what do you feel like? What do you look like? What are you doing? You've achieved this big goal that you have, right? You've achieved the tiny goal that you have. What does your life look like? How does it feel? See yourself and feel yourself having achieved the goal. Then I want you to open your eyes and I want you to think really 
realistically. And I want you to think, what is going to stand in my way of me being able to achieve this goal? What's going to stop me from being able to drink 60 ounces of water a day? Maybe it's the fact that I don't like to drink the water. Maybe it's the fact that I don't have time to go to the bathroom, so I kind of avoid drinking water. Maybe it's the fact that I don't really have a good water bottle. Whatever it is, identify the problem that stands in your way of you achieving it. I have to do this a lot for my morning routine because I and at least, especially whenever I was still developing it, I still have to do it, but especially when I was developing it, I had to do this a lot because I had to sit and stop and think, what's going to stand in my way of me getting out of bed in the morning? Because I love, I love waking up and like casually and then just laying in bed for like 30 minutes and just like getting accustomed to being awake for the day. I'm a morning person, but I like a slow rise. Like I like to just lay in bed and just be there for a bit, get used to it being morning. And I had to start identifying the things that were going to stand in my way of me not being able to get out of bed. For me, that was, it was cold outside of my bed. So I knew that I wanted to find some way to make it easier for me to get out of bed. And so what I did was I would like put sweatshirts and sweatpants beside my bed and I got fuzzy like shoes to put beside my bed. And I would just keep really nice warm clothes right right beside my bed in the floor. And then before I even got out of bed, I would reach down, grab them, put them on under the covers and then get myself out of bed and it made it so much easier for me to just get up in the mornings so identify what the problems are and then the p plan for a way to overcome those problems plan for a way to not let those problems be a problem for you anymore like i said make it to where you know you have clothes right beside your bed and put them on whatever if you find trouble like you're not able to drink your water figure out the reason for that and find a way to overcome that problem and I love that strategy because there's a lot of power in visualizing ourselves having achieved our goals. It is like a subconscious reprogramming of we are able to do this. And there's an episode and it was, yeah, the pre-work episode that you guys listened to was talking from Jess all about how to reprogram your subconscious beliefs and thoughts about yourself. So that idea here is very prevalent in this and that's part of why I have the see it as the first thing. Visualize yourself having achieved your goals. From there, you are able to begin, you know, thinking of what's going to stand in my way. We can we can see ourselves achieving our goals all day long, but if we don't actually think of what's going to stop us from achieving them, we're never going to get anywhere, right? Like you have to think about what's going to stand in your way of you achieving it and then plan for a way to overcome it and then follow through on that plan and overcome that problem and you will become the person that you are seeing in that visualization. It can be really hard for us to no longer see our health as an all or nothing for us to no longer see anything in our life as an all or nothing. You know, our relationships with our friends, either we're all in or we're all out. That is not true. We are not creatures of all or nothing. We are not people who live in black and white. We live in the gray. Whether we like that or not, life is not black and white. Life is gray. And we have to begin to live in that gray, thrive in that gray, accept the gray, and have fun in it. And once we can do that, that is whenever we truly begin to see long-term shifts in our health goals. I encourage you to keep your goals fun. I encourage you to keep your goals really, really simple and small and achievable in the beginning. 
use that 80-20 lifestyle, use the idea of inclusion. That is a huge one and it really made a huge difference in my health journey. Inclusion versus exclusion. Think of how you can add things into your life. Use all the things that were talked about in this episode. Maybe even come back to this episode multiple times and re-listen to it throughout the remainder of the program. You get access to this podcast for the rest of your life. So if you know you find yourself in one of those places where you're stuck and you need a refresh, maybe this episode is that. Maybe this podcast is that you come back and you just re-listen to some of the episodes in here. So I encourage you to do that. I encourage you to reach out to me anytime you need me. I'm here for you. I am in your corner. I'm full support for you. Even if you are listening to this afterwards, I'm always going to be your friend. I'm always here for you. I always am going to be cheering, cheering you on, being your cheerleader and helping you become the best version of you. So I am so proud of you. I'm glad that you are here and I will see you at our next session together.